It is not boiling with you for the next hour or so. I do apologize. We kind of had a false start there, you know, a bit premature, to be honest with you. I don't know what's happening. There's a glitch in the system. That's what they say anyway, isn't it? There's, a, there's something happening to the Matrix. That's what I've been told. Anyway, welcome along to the show. A lot going on today, by the way, just to, to talk about it very briefly. Of course, the story we did yesterday, Russell Brand got a huge reaction and today, of course, YouTube have decided to suspend all monetization of Russell Brand's accounts. Now, I don't know whether Russell Brand is guilty or whether Russell Brand is innocent, and neither do you, for that matter. None of us do until he faces a jury of his peers, if indeed he's actually charged for anything in the first place. So I think it's wrong of any social media company to decide they're now judge and jury and to cancel him. And that goes the same for his gigs, too. If he's capable of doing them, he should be allowed to do them. We all seen what happened to Kevin Spacey. He had seven charges against him by different people. People say, oh, because there's multiple charges, it must be true. Not necessarily. Kevin Spacey, of course, was found not guilty of all the charges against him, but his career was destroyed anyway. We need to stop the cancel culture. It needs to stop. If a person is accused of something, they're entitled to innocence and the presumption of innocence until such a time as they're found guilty. If they're found guilty, I couldn't care what happens to them. But from that, until that time comes, cancel culture needs to stop. The idea that we can cancel people on the hearsay of one person, two people, even four people with a story is nonsense. Unless that person faces a jury of their peers, that's what the justice system is all about. And if we don't agree with that or you don't agree with that, well then just let's scrap the justice system completely and the world will just turn into mayhem. We can all just accuse each other of everything we want to. That's how ridiculous that would be. So it's time for the world to cop on. Anyway, I want to move on. I want to talk about the age of consent. And it is something that has come up in conversation quite a lot over the last 10 years. Actually, to be honest with you, there was a, an article from the Irish Independent from 2006. And I'm reading this. This is an article from 2006. The age of sexual consent for girls will be lowered from 17 to 16 years in an overhaul of the law. Uh, in Ireland, of the uh, the underage of underage sex, the introduction of the new legislation is to be fast tracked by the government following last week's Supreme Court decision on the on underage sex. That was two thousand six. It was supposed to be fast tracked. It's now two thousand twenty three, and nothing has actually changed. It's still seventeen. But here's the thing, Dr. Padraig McNeely, a lecturer in sexual health research at NUIG, last year made some comments suggesting that the age of consent should be lowered to sixteen. And the reason was because he believes 25% of people or teenagers between the age of 15 and 17 are having sex anyway. So why not lower it? So that is the argument because people are losing their virginity on average at the age of 16 that we should do it. And Ireland, by the way, we are quite unique with only one other country uh, in the European Union having an age of consent at 17. Malta is the only country with a, an age of consent higher than us, which is 18. Most other countries in the EU, nearly all of them actually, are 16 or lower. Surprisingly enough, the age of consent is 14 in seven of the EU countries, including Austria, Bulgaria, Estonia, Germany, Hungary, Italy, and Portugal. And as I said, Malta is 18 years of age. Um, and Ireland, as I said, shares the age of consent um, with one other country. So I want to ask you, is it time to lower the age of consent? Now, I know it's only one year, but people believe it makes, it makes a huge difference for criminality. And we got an interesting message into the show, which I'm not going to read out the whole message, but it's from a woman who says her son is 17 years of age and he's dating a 15-year-old since they were 12 years of age, or in school at 12 years of age. And she said he's responsible and uses condoms, but he could be criminalised for what he's doing. Of course he could, because it's technically rape, statutory rape, if the child is under the age of 16. And technically they are under the age of 16, they are a child. 
they're still a child technically up to the age of 18 under the law because you are their guardian and responsible for all the decisions they make. But here's the question. Should we lower the age of consent to suit the people? Because being logical about it, everybody listening today, well, most of us listening today, probably lost their virginity somewhere between 15 and 17 years of age. If it had been 30 or 40 years ago, it would be somewhere between 18 and 20 years of age. The age of, uh, the age of losing your virginity has dropped by a year over the last 30 years. So the question I want to ask you today is, should the age of consent be lowered? All you've got to do is text your answer. It is simple, yes or no. Let's do a little vote on it, by the way. You can WhatsApp right now. Just WhatsApp the number and just vote yes or no, should it be lowered? And the number is 85 100 That's 85 100 I've given you all the arguments for it. The arguments against it are, just because 25% of kids are doing it, that doesn't mean we should legalize it. Because the other three quarters, 75%, clearly aren't. For example, the age for drinking in this country is 18 years of age, or certainly the purchase of alcohol. Kids buy alcohol younger than that and drink alcohol younger than that. That doesn't mean we have to lower the age. Kids smoke at the age of 14 and 15, but you're not allowed to buy cigarettes till you're 16 years of age. Should we lower the age just because they're doing it anyway? Kids are stealing cars, a small percentage, at the age of 15 and 16. Should we lower the driving age to 15 or 16 to suit those children? That's always the argument. Just because people are doing it, should we accommodate them? The answer is not always yes. The number is 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. WhatsApp, yes or no, should we lower the age of consent? Let me go to Joe. Joe, hi, how are you? I'm not too bad, Nigel. Good afternoon to you. How good, are you? Good afternoon. Joe, I mean, look, this is has been a suggestion, not just by Patrick McNeely, the professor from NUI in Galway, or NUIJ, um, in the University in Galway. He's a lecturer there in sexual health. But by many others over the years, that we should lower it and come into line with the rest of Europe, and certainly with the United Kingdom, which is 16 years of age. Should we? Uh, no, Nigel, I don't think we should, because I think this is another form of... Um, the left trying to control um, kids' behaviour, you know. Now, I know children uh, do have impulses and everything like that. We are, Everybody does. But I think, like, if you look at it, like, majority of teenagers, kids under 18, they're not mature enough to uh, know what they're doing. So I don't think that lowering the age is, would, make it, would help. I think it would only make it worse because... I think at the moment you have a free-for-all, and I think it would even make it worse by doing that, like, you know? So I think that, you know, at the situation, the way it is going, I think that it's a very dangerous road to go down because if we start going down the road of uh, lowering the ages of consent and in anything like that, things are going to get pretty bad, and I think it would be very concerning because, you know, it's a very we're living in a very concerning world now, the way we're living in with social media and everything like that. And I think, no, I think I would leave it at 18, Nile, actually. Um, that would be my view anyway, like, you know? I mean, Cyprus and Ireland are the only two countries in the European Union with an age of consent of 17. Only one country, oh, actually, no, I, I tell a lie, because if you want to include the Vatican City as a country, if some people might like to, 18 uh, is Malta and the Vatican City. Um, the rest yeah. of the countries within the European Union are 16, and surprisingly enough, 10 of them are 14, which is bizarre. Anyway, but the majority of countries would be 16 and under. Um, and 
I, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending the case because I personally don't agree with it. I'm just nailing my colours to the mast there. But the argument for reducing the age of consent is that it's not going to make an ounce of difference because when kids are having sex or become sexually active, they don't think about what age they are. I mean, I don't, I don't know what age. I don't ask you a personal question. When you were when you lost your virginity, but I'm pretty sure you didn't think sit to yourself when the when the opportunity arose. Um, oh Jesus! I'm only sixteen. I have to wait another year, or as it would have been in your day, two years, because it would have been eighteen then. Uh, it went yeah, down exactly. a year, so you didn't sit there thinking, "I better, I better wait till I'm eighteen." No, no, I didn't actually. No, no, no. Well, well, but kids are not that... doing that nowadays. I don't think knowing the age makes a difference. Do you want to just understand well, what I'm saying? Well, you you make a great point, Niall, and I, 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 I that, that's good logic to what you're saying. But um, the problem is like. Um, in relation to that, like the voting age is 18 at the moment. Well, as far as I know, it's still 18. Well, at yeah, the they're trying to reduce that to 16 too. By the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the way I look at it is if you gave, um, like you see the damage that ch- that children have been going through over the years. Like if you give a child the, the keys to a car, it's obvious he's not going to know what they're going to he, he doesn't know how he's going to drive the car. He's going to crash it anyway. Probably because they're not they're not mature enough to know what they're doing. But is there a big difference see, between sixteen and seventeen years of age? Is there is there a big difference? Do you think? Well, I suppose in this day and age, it doesn't really make any difference because the way things are going now, mm, true, majority true. of young of young teenagers nearly have more uh, are nearly more active. They're probably more I suppose they're more educated now than the, what we were. Of course, yeah, thirty forty years ago because they have. Um, more advances now in technology well, and everything at their like fingertips, that, you know? of course. They have all this information at their fingertips. Well, do me a favour. Stay there a second. Let me go to Morris as well. Morris, hi. How are you? Afternoon, Niall. How are you? Dirty day in Dublin. Oh, it's a manky day. <laughs> yeah. A manky yeah. day. Yeah, some summer. Huh? But autumn Terrible. starts in two days, by the way, can I just point out. Um, so Very anyway, cool. getting back to the age of consent, Morris, you know, yeah. I personally don't agree with it, but a lot of experts and psychologists say it's the right thing to do because all we're doing is criminalising people who don't need to be criminalised because they're doing it anyway. Well, like I said to you, I was telling your researcher earlier on, I found out 14 years ago that a 12-year-old got pregnant and was six months pregnant before the third copped on, and it was too late to do anything. Mm. Told me to say, we're going backwards. Now, when I joined the army, the legal age to join the army was 17. Now, if you're, if you're old enough and mature enough to join the army, surely to God, you can wait till you're 17 to get into an adult sexual relationship with a person that would be of your age or maybe a little bit older rather than younger to get in and handle it physically and mentally, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you know yourself, some people are, you know, my kids still say to me, Noel, and I'm 62, Jesus, how would you ever grow up? So the day I grow up is the day I die. Your age is only a number. Stay as young as you can, you know? Feel young. I know, you know we, I, 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 and you are right. Yeah. We want to keep kids as kids for as long kids, as possible exactly. and their innocence yeah. for as long as possible. And that that's lovely. And, and I agree with you, by the way, can I point out? But that's yeah. not the world, sadly, that we live in. Kids nowadays are a lot, they're two years easily ahead of what we were at their age. So they're maturing a lot more, a lot quicker. And Ireland is an outlier when it comes to yeah. the age of consent. Us and, um, who did I say was the other country? Was it, no, not Malta. Was it, um, Cyprus. oh, Cyprus, Cyprus. Are the yeah. only countries in the, in the EU that have an age of consent of 17. The rest are 16 yeah. and below. So, I well, mean. Because of the it, population size, obviously. You know, because yeah. we're the small population, so is Cyprus. But, uh, you know, uh, focus. you know yourself, there was children abused in this country 
from a very young age by all different walks of life in this country, religious orders and everything else. You know, and then children have to live with that for the rest of their lives. And now we're turning around and saying to them, oh, we know you went through this, that, and the other when you were younger. Actually, you can, your children now can start having sex at 15, 16. You know, it's, it's just, I just think we're doing away with morals and self-respect and belief. Nothing to do with religion. Just having self-respect for yourself. Wait till the time is right. Um, learn respect in the home. Like you said, if you don't learn respect in the home, you won't have it out on the streets for yourself and anybody else. And everybody knows there's kids out there who think they know it all. I mean, mother would always say, there he is. There's the know-all that knows feckal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think because they're, they're a modern day age or in the olden days, this was a... You had a girl having sex, what, 40 years ago in this country. She'd be banished. 40, 40 years. She'd be banished out of the country. And then we're just going to go along and say, oh, well, you seem to be physically and mentally okay at 16. Yeah, go ahead, bang away. And then all of a sudden you have a load of unwanted babies in the country. You know, I, I, by oh, the way, yeah. well, yeah, but the unwanted pregnancy situation has changed quite yeah. dramatically in the last 20 to 30 years. There, there is very few 18-year-olds having babies now. This idea that 18-year-olds are running around having babies for houses is complete and utter yeah. nonsense. That was the case 20 years ago. But, that, I mean, the, you know, with the advancement of contraception, the availability of contraception, now, of course, free contraception, according to the government, in their own budget, for over 16s. So here's the contradiction. We allow a 16-year-old yeah. to go to a doctor's surgery and get the pill without their parents' consent. We allow a 16-year-old to get contraception without their parents' consent. But then we tell them they can't actually have sex. So that doesn't, that's kind of hypocrisy, isn't it? Very much so. You know, and I mean to say, I think that if the legal age of 17 was across the board and other countries began to lower it, to me it's a population explosion. I mean, so we, we better go with this. But I mean to say, if it's worked here for so long, why change it if it's not broken? You know, well, okay, well, 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 hang on. Stay there for a second because Maliki, yeah. hi, how are you? Good afternoon, though. Uh, Maliki, I mean, I, I, this was suggested last year by Dr. Padraig McNeely from um, NUIG. And now it's been suggested again. And I actually read, I just read out a few minutes ago, an article from the Irish Independent from 2006, where they said they were going to fast track it. When this is 2023, it still hasn't happened. And people, it's, it's a regular conversation about why Ireland is this kind of outlier, you know, that we have an age of consent of 17, but Malta only being ahead of us at 18, and every other country in the EU at 16 or, or lower. So, would say, I mean, our neighbours are 16 years of age, the, the age of consent. You know, we in our own budget, we give free contraception to 16-year-olds. Um, we also allow a 16-year-old to go to a GP and get the pill without our parents' permission, or to get the morning after pill, for that matter. So we trust them with all of those things sexually, but not to actually have sex. It doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah, sure, does it? Before we touch on that, Niall, I just want to say what a great day we had on Saturday um, and your own involvement in the free speech conference which um, brought us to a new level. And also the Posey Parker um, rally in Merrion Square, which was shouted down by every NGO and leftist group in the country that's paid for by the taxpayer. Yeah, I, by and the way, I, I, did, I did see the motley crew trying to silence them, by the way. What, what a bunch, huh? Anyway, well, yeah. yeah. If you look at now the vulgarity alone of some of their signs. Yeah, you know, well, one of the signs, I, the one, I put a picture up on, on, on Twitter, and one of the signs, now this is a group of people who were silencing women who wanted to speak, and they had a sign up saying, suck my balls. You it know was actually I mean? suck my trans balls. Well, that's what it was, yeah, something like that, yeah. 
I mean, that's what. But, you, but, 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 but look, Malachi, realistically, if that's the kind of mentality you're dealing with, well, then you've nothing really to worry about, have you? Really, when you think about it logically. Well, 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 I think we do because they control the narrative in this country to a large extent. And secondly, I just want to remind people that there will be rallies at the Leinster House tomorrow from ten o'clock um, right through the afternoon, where people who are opposed to various different things that's happening in this state. Um, should gather and, you know, um, protest about what's happening by design in this country. And, you know, there seems to, to touch on the subject that, that you're on to now, and I'm seeing that, that Morris is the elder lemon here at 62, um, ahead of myself and yourself. Um, the objective in reducing the age of sex is not to allow young oh, oh, sorry, have sex with 16-year-olds. Yeah. It's about allowing and making it easier for adults to have sex with children. Because that's where this whole no, agenda no, well, is well, I mean, no, no, hang on. Well, no, 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 well, no, well, no, let's, no, let's clarify. When they did say about lowering the age of consent, they did say there would be a provision in the law that wouldn't allow, you know, somebody, say, with a five-year age gap or whatever the age gap would be. So it, there's not going to be a situation where yeah, a 30-year-old no, is going to have no, sex with a 16-year-old. We, we come to policy in this state and in Western countries that it's an open door you open the door and then you keep pushing. And what we will have is, it's the very same as the argument to decriminalise or legalise drugs. Oh, sure, everybody's doing it. Sure, why would you criminalise people? In reality, a 16-year-old having sex with a 16-year-old is not going to be prosecuted. That's a fact, right? But what it's about is sexualising. And we see this right through the whole agenda in the school curriculum about sexualizing children at a younger and younger age to introduce them to topics and subjects that they shouldn't know anything about. They should have no concept of, of the stuff that's in school books now, at, at eight-year-olds being told to, you, you know, to deny what's happening. I, 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 I agree with you. Like I agree mean. with you, but we're talking about 16-year-olds, Maliki. We're not talking about eight-year-olds. Right. 16-year-olds who, the very same people who are saying, the age of consent should be reduced, say that those 16-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to drink. No, they're saying they shouldn't be allowed to vape. They're saying they should vote because they want them to vote and be because of the indoctrination they're getting where they're totally in favour of the world is going to end tomorrow. Um, and, and they believe that. And they believe Donald Trump is the, the biggest bogey in the world. Zelensky is a saint. And, you know, all of the nonsense that, that's put through the, the, the liberal agenda now. But... Be very clear that this is about adults wanting to use children. And if people haven't have gone to see the, the film The Sound of Freedom, if they haven't gone, they need to go and see that. It's a good movie. Because good. Well, when, I, when I say it's a good movie, it's a tragic movie. Tragic. It's a horrific movie. Mm. And it's tragic. And, you know, I went to it on, on the first night it was on in, in the 26 counties. Um, and there wasn't a word in the cinema. There wasn't a word from people coming out. They were so shocked. And as, as uh, Michael Cavellia said, you can sell a bag of Coke once. You can sell a child five or six times a day for years. And that is the agenda. And, you know, all of these liberals... Well, well, hang on, hang on. Well, 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 now, with respect, Malachi, and I'm with you on 99% of things, but you're jumping from reducing the age of consent to the same age that people legally or not legally usually lose their virginity in this country on average at 16 to child trafficking. 
I don't know. I don't know why. Why you're connecting the two of them here? You know right. what I mean? Well, it's, it's because it's about the sexualization of children, and all of these leftists have told us for years that the church should stay out of the bedroom. I see nothing else from the leftists now other than what could be put into the broad bedroom category. Well, then, well, well, then, well, then do you disagree else. with There's the government? Do you disagree with the government making, um, say, contraception free for over 16-year-olds? There's a difference between making something available for somebody who needs, and there's no doubt that some 16-year-olds are, are, are engaged in It's, it's in not just activity. some, that's the average. Well, you see, the average comes from, from what? If they don't interview every child in the country and ask them. It comes from these surveys. It comes from... NGOs who we well, know. No, well, no, Malik. You know, I mean, look at the world around you. For example, I don't know what age you lost your virginity at, but the average person yeah, when I, I was young, <laughs> the average person when I was young, it was about 16 years of age. That was the kind of average age for your first experience or your first delve into well, yeah, that world. But I mean, no, I'm not saying 16, you were jumping in and out of beds at 16. You if know, you were but, dropping the hand, you were probably doing well. But I absolutely. But what I'm saying to you is, I'm not saying people were jumping in and out of bed with people at 16 years of age. But it's probably the first time for most people they experience some sort of sexual contact or intimacy with with the opposite yes, sex. But, of the same but, sex. Yes, but that's a long way from saying that the state should now say that you you should because. But, we, but the is, and the problem is when you criminalise it. I mean, I, I there's a, there was a story about a young boy in Mullingar who hung himself. <laughs> now he was 15. His girlfriend was 14. And her mother reported him to the police. And when people heard this kind of gossip, he was branded a rapist and he sadly killed himself. Now, don't get me wrong, and that, and those stories... Terrific, that's one case. I don't know, that's I know. The, the same argument... Hold on, that's the same argument as saying, you know, we need to close down the roads because there's a few accidents. You know, there will always be individual cases in relation to everything that, you know, go against the norm. The reality is the lower you bring the age, and the more that the state encourages that, the state is the overreaching body in most people's lives, and if the state says something is wrong by, by um, okay. legislating against it, people accept that. And where the state says, no, we're going to lower that, then that does encourage, and we only have to look around us, you know, when the state decriminalizes something. Okay, well, do me, do me a favour. Just stay there for a second, Malachi. Sean will be with you in a minute, and so will I be with Neve and also John as well. I know you all want to come on. Uh, I've got to take a quick seven, literally seven-second break. Back in a second. The Nile Boylan Podcast. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text Ireland on 085 100 2255. Did I say that too fast? Slow it down. That was me trying to do the effect. <laughs> 085 100 2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. All right, let's go to Sean. Stay there, Malachi, if I can. And Neve, stay with me and John. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Hey, Nile, you missed your opportunity to compliment uh, Malachi there and his submission. On I, I did, actually, yes. Malachi, yeah, well, let, well, let me do that. I do apologize. Malachi, yes, your submission and your question and your little speech that you did on um, Saturday. I have to say, was excellent, and you got a well-deserved round of applause for it. Thanks very much, Matt. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sean. I yeah. do apologise. <laughs> Your grandpa. I missed the opportunity. You got in there before me, Sean. Go on, anyway. <laughs> we had five hours on Saturday of talking about this government bringing in laws that aren't needed. Yeah. Um, reactive laws, whether it be to traffic, free speech, and now, again, you're talking about lowering the age of consent. We rule in this country by the 
the lowest common denominator. If a 15-year-old still playing with Lego, they're not going out and having sex afterwards. And we need to protect those children, not the ones who are mature enough to, to go out and have sex and who are probably capable, capable emotionally and physically. And Malachi is 100% right. There's a reason behind lowering the age of consent, and I don't trust it. We have the DPP and the Guardian have shown, shown themselves over a considerable period of time to be able to deal with this age situation adeptly without prosecuting people when it's called for. And we still have the law to back it up for the, the pervert 46-year-old who wants to go out and sleep with a 15-year-old. There's no reason for this law. There's but no the, but there was a, when they suggested this in the first place, going back to 2006, it was actually an Oireachtas committee that had suggested it in the first place. Um, there was provision within that reducing the age of consent to 16. There was a provision there to stop your 35-year-old wanting to have sex with the 16-year-old. In other words, if there was more than, I think, a five-year age gap, well, then it wasn't going to happen. Then it would still be illegal. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, when they tried to do this in France about two years ago, it was rejected by the people. Well, France has a lower age, uh, age of consent. Same, for the very same age no, 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 that we've the, 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 well, the age of consent in France is 16, I think, as far as you know. Yes, but they were trying to reduce it further. And this is the point I'm making. That right once they open the door, it's a, a sequential thing. The same with drugs, the same with everything else. We saw with abortion, and I hate coming back to this again and again. We had the 12, the, 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 the three-day uh, wait. We have the... the, the, the well, well, it looks like that's gone through the second stage. It looks like that's going to go. Yeah, they're going to go because yeah. it's gone through the second we stage. Okay, well, let, well, let me... Sorry, just go back to Sean. Sean... You know, I'm not doing it for any liberal. You've, I mean, my audience know me. I'm certainly not a liberal, and I don't have a liberal agenda. And I agree with both of you. But I don't see too much of an argument in the sense that when we look at the European Union, we are one of only two countries that have an age of consent of 17. Even our neighbours have an age of consent of 16 across in the United Kingdom. I mean, sadly, some countries, 10 countries, have an age of consent of 14, which is quite bizarre. Um, but well, generally, yeah. generally speaking, 16... Is an acceptable age because, Sean, we all know that most kids at 16 are sexually active or at least are getting there. Of course they are, but they're also out drinking at the weekend. We're not lowering the age of consumption of alcohol. We set a, a law and standard as, as an aim for, for people to go towards. We're not going to reach it all the There's time. There's a big difference in the consumption of alcohol because we don't criminalise that the way we criminalise sex. We're protecting the 15-year-old. We, we criminalise shops who sell alcohol. No, but we don't. If we if we catch John or in a field with a can of beer, you know, at sixteen years of age, he's not going to jail for it. And he's not going to. He's not. And he's not going to have a criminal record for the rest of his life. Well, he may well do because, depending how much drink on him, he may be done under a public order act. Yeah, unlikely. So, well, intoxicated. Yeah, but he's not going to be brought. He's not going to be brought to court for rape. Hold hold on. You're saying it's unlikely, but the law is there, and that's what the law says. And once you start messing around, you know, um, why, you've said this started in 2006 when they were, why are they still campaigning for it? Why is it the same people who are, in, for instance, have nothing to say about the latest scandal in, Te in Temple Street Hospital? They've nothing to say about the public order incident in the airport at the weekend. Uh, you know. Mm. Oh, did we lose Malachi there? Sorry. Um, sorry, are you still there, Sean? I, see, I seem to have lost everybody there. Sorry, I get you all back again. I do apologise for whatever reason. I just lost you all there. Anyway, sorry. And the reason we're talking about it today, by the way, is that I happened to spot it again in the news. 
Now, last year, as I said, Dr. Patrick McNeely, now I did send him an email asking if he wanted to come on, uh, but unfortunately, maybe he just didn't get it in time. He hasn't come back to us, but he's a lecturer in sexual health research at NUIG. And he said last October that we should reduce the age of consent. And his argument was that 25% of teenagers are sexually active between 15 and 17 anyway. And also the fact that, by the way, the government in their own budget made contraception available to 16-year-olds. And Sean, isn't that the contradiction? That the government are saying on one hand, if you're 16, you can go to a doctor and get the pill without your parents' consent. If you're 16, you can buy condoms, you can buy contraception. You can get free contraception from the state from 16 as and from last year's budget. And yet we say, you're not allowed to use it, actually, because you're not 16. Or you're not 17. No, we're saying we want to protect the people who are ready to have sex a little bit earlier and who are going to do it anyway. Let's not make a bad situation worse by having them come home with an STD or pregnancy that they're certainly not ready for. It, it's eggs and apples here. How many parents want this reduction in the age of consent? Where we're again looking, and Maliki's right about lefty liberals who, who want to lower the age of consent for I don't know what reason, and there's no need for it. We have the law, like you said, a 15-year-old can go out and have sex. They'll get the protection they need. Our but yeah, but they're breaking the law. Pregnancy rates are going down. So be it. They're breaking the law, but the DPP and the Guardi are not prosecuting these cases. Oh, but, but some, no ca- well, some cases are being prosecuted. Some cases are being prosecuted for statutory rape. Yeah, and I'm sure that's, that's the one night stands where the guards know exactly what's happening. We're not talking about a relationship between a 15 and 16 year old where they've been together a few years, the parents are aware, and there's a bit of a blind eye being turned. I trust the Guardi in this country to make fairly good decisions when it comes to these social issues. Okay, well, 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 hang on. Stay there for a second. Let me just you stay. Let me go to Neve. Neve, hi. How are you? Hi. Yeah. Neve, do you think the age of consent should be lowered? No, as a mother, um, well, as anybody really, as well as a mother, no, not at all. I think we shouldn't be encouraging it. I don't. I understand that everyone uh, they do it at different ages and all. I understand what would happen with statutory rape, and hopefully that wouldn't happen to an infant young lad, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, no, definitely not. I think. A lot of what I was going to say has been kind of said already. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would hope, I'm not liking the influence the EU has over us. I think we should be keeping some of our own laws without them interfering in them. I don't care how, it's, I just would rather they do done that. Because the country was okay as it was in, in, some, in some aspects, you know what I mean? But um, no, definitely not. Like you said already with cigarettes and all, you don't just say, okay, you can smoke, you know what I mean? We have yeah. to encourage them to hold off as long as possible. And I understand that. But the problem is, is and I'll say this to you as well, Sean, I'm looking at a story here and it's um, from September 2023, uh, which is only recently. And it says, a County Kildare District Court judge is voicing serious concerns for a 16-year-old boy in state care who's facing statutory rape charges after having consensual sex with a female of the same age. So... What I'm saying, and that that judge will have no choice because the judge has to conform to the law. So do you understand the point I'm making? I'm not saying it should be a free-for-all. I'm certainly never suggesting that. But what I'm saying is there there are cases. You're saying, you know, you hope the guards would use their heads, but the guards have no choice. If Mary says, listen, Johnny down the road at 16 had sex with my daughter at 16, that's statutory rape. You know, she didn't, because she legally can't consent. I want him charged. The guards have no choice. It's not they don't. It's not their discretion. They've, there's no discretion in this, Sean. They don't have a choice. Well, unfortunately, we can't put a number on the the number of lives that have been saved. Where 
maybe a, a woman has not committed suicide or a guy has not committed suicide because they haven't been in a, a demeaning sexual relationship with an older person. I mean, you, you can't put a numerical value on the people you've saved. There have been some, a small number of unfortunate cases. That one's horrific where a guy has been driven to take his own life. But surely there's better answers there in terms of the government and the CAMS issues. Let's get them the help they need as soon as they're, they're brought into a police station. Let's get them to counsellors, psychologists, get the parents involved. Mm. It shouldn't have led to that young man committing suicide. But this is the Chapman Mullen, this is Chapman, yeah, the Chapman Mullen guard. But, but Neve, in relation to the case I just mentioned there, where a 16-year-old lad had sex with a 16-year-old girl, consensual, although she's not mm. legally allowed to consent, he's now being charged with rape. And the judge kind of saying, well, my hands are tied. That's the law. I have to prosecute him. You know what I mean? So well, that is awful. And I, of course, it's more awful than I'm making a sound at the moment. Because I was just going to say, we have to remember that sometimes young girls are young, young, uh, young girls are coerced and raped. Sometimes they are. Absolutely. But they're, are they pressured into having sex? Yes. Pressured. Well, that is wrong, that case you're talking about. But, and I don't know, it's kind of the same as the, somebody, two people have a one night stand and the girl said she was raped. Now, I know it can be two men as well. The woman said she's raped. He said he didn't rape her. It's very, very hard to prove. Same thing. I don't know. That's one of those things that would I wouldn't like to be in that job to have to decide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's awful, but we do have to keep those boundaries and those protections in place. We definitely do. I wouldn't like it if it happened to my son. But here's the thing, aren't we great as parents because we look, we look at our own children and we say we don't want them drinking, we don't want them smoking, we don't want them doing all these things. And yet go back to our own lives, Neve. when we were 16 or 17, we were doing mm. all the things we don't want our children doing, right? Um, yeah, but we and, know they're doing it as well. <laughs> but, but do we? But I mean, and again, I'm not going to ask you a personal question as to when you lost your virginity, but I'm pretty sure most of your friends... 25, and, I'm only joking. <laughs> most of your friends... <laughs> were, you know, sexually active or had their first intimate experience somewhere between 15 and 17 years of age. Yeah. And that, that well, seems to be the average, isn't it? Well, I, I assume it is now from what you hear. Well, the average age is 16, honest. yes. That's the average age for losing yeah, a virginity yeah. in this country is 16 years of age. I think, yeah, just the best thing is to try and hold them off as long as possible. I mean, you can't have a grip on your kids day and night. You just can't anymore. No. You know, maybe maybe some people can, but that's not good for the kids. You know, is it? They need a bit of freedom as well. Yeah. So I don't really know is the answer. I, I just think we should keep that age and don't go any lower. I am a little bit worried as well. I didn't want to go there with um, that, that it is a whole agenda to get them to lower the age. I don't even want no, to No, I, I, No, I don't disagree with that. And I understand the point yeah. that Sean is making. And I know Sean is thinking to himself, just like the abortion laws, you know, if we allow 16, what, two years' time, will they be looking for 15? You know they what I mean? They will be, yeah. And is that, and your, is that your fear, Sean? Well, I, I think that's a fear. And I think in today's day and age, you look at who's calling for a lower age of consent. And on this issue, I say, mm-hmm. if I'm on the opposite side of those people, I'm on the right side. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, let me just go to Leisha De Bruin, who's the CEO of the Countess. And uh, actually, she did a wonderful speech the other day in the RDS and explained very clearly, in simple terms, the language around um, the legislation for freedom or for hate speech and the, the implications of that. Leisha, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, I do feel that quite often this um, concept that these children could somehow be criminalised, um, those children that do have sex, engage in sexual activity, 
prior to the age of consent. I mean, that is just not the case. The, there there the is one case, I've just read one case in, in Kildare currently at the moment where a judge has said there's a child or a 16-year-old in state care, a boy, and he's had consensual sex with a girl of the same age, and he's in court now for statutory rape, but the judge said, you know, we need to do something with the law because my hands are tied. Because, yeah, well, uh, that would be highly unusual because uh, usually there's discretion given to the DPP in those cases. I mean, we even have as well, if it does go to court, um, the Romeo and Juliet defence, mm-hmm. whereby it isn't seen as rape because, the you know, it's the consensual. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not that there's an, uh, someone in authority or an older figure involved. There isn't a power relation as such. So it doesn't come under different, you know, statutory provision. It is just seen as well. These are younger children and this has happened. Um, so I, I would need to know more about the facts of that particular case to comment on that case. But like generally, it is not the case in general that children who engage in sexual activity prior to the age of consent would be criminalised. So, you know, mm. I, I'd really question why there's a push to lower the age of consent. Well, I, 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 um, think, I think isn't the, well, isn't the reason behind it, I mean, the real reason behind it is, but you have the government last year prescribing and giving free contraception to children over the age of 16 or teenagers over the age of 16. Ireland is one of only two countries in the EU that has an age of consent of 17. The majority of countries in the EU have an age of 16 or lower. Sadly, uh, 10 of them have an age of consent of 14, which is ridiculous if you ask me. Um, and, and I'm with you, Leisha. You know me as well as everybody else knows me. I'm not the type of person who wants a very progressive liberal society. I'm quite conservative in my views. I want to protect children. But I suppose their argument, and I'm just giving you their argument, is we need to come into line with Europe, that we're a bit of an outlier. Yes, but I mean, I feel like with so many of these arguments, um, there's a sense that, you know, oh, we need to be the cool kids. We want to be the cool kids. Like, is it better to have to be like other countries like in France where, you know, children are far more sexually active, much, much younger? um, And maybe they didn't have as many unwanted pregnancies because they had full availability of contraceptives or whatever, but I mean, is that something we should aspire to? I, I, well, I, I, I think like the rate of unwanted thing. pregnancies has dropped dramatically in this country over the last 20 years. I mean, we, when we see, we don't see, I mean, if you go back 20 years ago, you know, there was a litany of 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds having children, um, but nowadays, we don't really see that. Thankfully, with the availability of contraception and, and education as well, and children, when I say children, teenagers being more responsible, you know, I think we're not seeing that as much. Yes. And I mean, that has to be a good thing. And I just think, um, you know, if you take a step back and look at this sort of, I don't know, philosophically, like how is it a good thing for more younger children and they are children legally to be having sex? I don't... But no, it's not a good thing. You're right. By the way, can I just point out, I've said at the start of the show, I disagree with lowering the age of consent, but I'm giving the alternate arguments. But but when I see, you know, 16 across Europe and I see that the average age over the last 20 years has dropped from 17 to 16 for losing your virginity, it means that the average teenager is having their first intimate relationship somewhere between 15 and 17 anyway. So what I'm saying is you can't on one hand turn around and say to a 16-year-old girl, you can go to a GP without your parents' consent and be prescribed the pill at 16 years of age or any contraception, the bar or whatever it happens to be at 16 years of age. You can go and get the morning after pill at 16. You can get condoms at 16. You can buy contraception or you can get contraception free of charge, courtesy of the state at 16. But you're not allowed to use any of it. That, so that doesn't even make sense. But one of them is kind of a public health issue. So we're sort of saying, well, we're not going to um, we're not going to make you pay basically if you do go ahead and have sex. 
But at the same time, the other is more of a kind of uh, social signifying law, really, because, I mean, as I said earlier, I don't think children are being thrown in jail for breaking this law. So it is more like I think we should have the confidence as a nation to say, actually, do you know what? We would prefer if most ch- if children did wait until, until they were 17. That we, we should have the confidence to be able to say that in the public sphere and, and legislators should have the confidence to, to be able to basically stand their ground and say this is what most people in Ireland think. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to have a race to the bottom. It is not progressive to encourage 14-year-olds to have sex with each other. I don't see what good is served from that. Frankly. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and I certainly don't agree with, uh, you know, the, the idea, by the way, that maybe teenagers think about their age when they're having sex. I don't think they do. I, I You know, I always believe that age, like for drinking, like for everything else, it's a guideline more so than a law. Well, except when it comes to driving, of course, you must be 18 years of age to, to drive a car on your own. But when when it comes to, say, the illegal age of consent, for most, it's just a guideline. I mean, is there anybody that actually gets that opportunity, be you a guy or a girl at 16 or 17 years of age and that night out and you have that first opportunity of intimacy? Is there anybody that actually goes, well, actually, no, it's not my birthday till next week, so I can't really do this. I don't think anyone does that, do they? No, and I think you're right there <laughs> as far as it's to do with your social circle. Uh, you know, what the peer group are doing, your particular background, your particular upbringing. Like, it's a whole myriad of very nuanced and complex things that are at play there. But the the point I'm making is, if you reduced it one year from 17 to 16, do you really believe that a lot more people are suddenly going to risk having sex? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And I don't necessarily think it would necessarily encourage the ones who wouldn't have to suddenly, you know, um, Mm. have sex a year earlier either. (laughs) But I think it's okay to have these kind of signifying social standards, you know, that we can get behind. I don't think we need to look over our shoulders and go, oh, what are the cool kids doing? What's the rest of Europe doing? I think it's fine for us to say, do you know what, actually, this is what we're doing. We're doing it this way. Okay, so you're okay with Ireland kind of being that kind of slightly conservative outlier when it comes to the age of consent? Yes, I think think, think particularly because it's not necessarily conservatism. It's actually child safeguarding. And the two things get confused all the time on a whole myriad of issues, social issues in this country currently. You okay. know, if you don't want um, a 12-year-old reading a sexually explicit book in the public library, you're now told that you're kind of a fuddy-duddy, a conservative, a bigot. It is just basic child safeguarding. It's trying to keep children safer and trying to, you know, look after them and mind them until they are ready and they have sort of the faculties that they need to deconstruct all of this. Yeah, well, I certainly don't want a 12-year-old reading some of the scruff that I've heard, I've seen in some of these books that are available uh, for 12-year-olds in public libraries. They should be in an adult section of the public library and all of that nonsense that I've seen online recently. Um, let me just uh, go to Morris. Stay there, please, Leisha, if you can. Morris, hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks. Um, I would actually disagree. I would say that the age of consent should be raised to 18, like in America. Or, it should um, be raised? You know, like, raised. Mm. Like, for instance, I lost my virginity when I was 14 to a, an older girl. Um, but, like in, my, like, in my opinion, for instance, you were saying about that case about someone who was 60 and 16. From my knowledge, when you, you're talking about kids doing that, you know, they're the same age and stuff like that. That isn't wouldn't be classified as rape, like so. Well, according to the judge, he's left in a quandary because obviously the DPP has brought the case to court, and it's a case of what they call statutory rape. Um, but the but judge like, sometimes if there's a leg- if there's legislation in place, it's not it's not up to the judge. But like, if I was the parent of the girl who was fifteen, I'd be very angry. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, like I wouldn't be too angry with the young. For they, I know it's biased now, but. Um, 
But like in relation to, I know I'll probably go off topic now slightly, but it's in relation to this. But, you know, in relation to the Magdalene Laundries, for instance. Yeah. You know, like the people, the reason why it happened, like it happened all over the place, but it didn't happen in my area in Waterford. And I can tell you why. I was talking to a guy, he's still alive now, he's in his 90s. He said to me, he knew a few people, even his own sister, that got pregnant. They weren't married and they were 18, 17. But they never ended up in because the Magdalene Laundries in was in Water City. They never ended up there, and the reason why is because even if the young fellow who got her pregnant ran away or said it wasn't yeah. him, the parents then didn't kick her out because, like, what eighteen-year-old, for instance, has their own house, has a job to pay the bills. You're talking about mother and baby homes, not Magdalene Laundries, yeah. obviously, yeah. It, but like what I'm saying, I don't, I don't know why Waterford was some sort of exception to the Catholic Church, but however, but I, I've never heard oh, of that. Like the village where I'm from. Oh, the village. Know, uh, why were they not all yeah. Catholics or something? There was there not a parish priest there? The reason most parents were shamed into putting their daughters into mother and baby homes was because the local parish priest and the local community would frown upon them at the time. Yeah, but like it, he was saying to me in his area, like people know what goes on in the place, like who got robbed or whatever it is. He was saying to me, he, okay. from his knowledge, no one in his in the village where I'm from here, Dungarvan, didn't, um, you know, were left destitute, had, had to go to a, a laundries. But I'm just saying that, for instance... I, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you completely, Morris. I don't know where you live exactly. or um, But I, Dungarvan, you said to me, I, I doubt that there's nobody in Dungarvan in the last 40 or 50 years has gone to a mother baby home. I don't know where that fact comes from. <laughs> anyway, Morris, you got off on a tangent anyway. You said, anyway, you believe it should be increased to 18 is that, not a, is that not a step backwards, no? Maybe, but what I'm saying is that also in relation to education, for instance, people should be saying, you know, like if you, if you, if you had a daughter, for instance, who was, let's say, 16 or whatever, and you didn't want her doing all of that, and you said to her, for instance, I wouldn't use religion, but I, I would say this, if you want to marry well, let's say, to a guy mm. who's a pile of money or whatever, you know, if you look at Facebook, for instance, I have piles of stuff that I'm not proud of, that's pictures of me doing stuff like drinking too much or whatever it is. And people can look at all that. Oh, no, I know. Anyway, social media, I, I, we're going off into a load of different tangents there, but I, I understand the point you're making in relation to social media, and I think you should always uh, talk to your children about whatever stuff you're putting up on social media in relation to them. But let me just ask Leisha about that. Leisha, now I've heard people say that, that we should increase the age of consent to 18. That would be a step backwards, wouldn't it? Well, it's funny, like in terms of the logic, you know, in insofar as what we were discussing a moment ago, that like, you know, you and I both agree that someone is not going to necessarily wait that year and they're not going to have sex a year earlier if you <coughs> nudge it either way to 16 or 17. I mean, the same is true, um, you know, in this regard, like it's the same, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, I don't think... Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, what was the question about? Were you told me asking? I, I, is it a step backwards if we if we move to eighty? You know, this was the question. Yeah, is that a step backwards? Look, I think that's yeah. Sorry, that was my my train of thought. That it doesn't. It's not going to make everyone suddenly you know wait till they're eighteen. No, like, I don't think so. I think we need to be somehow marred and grounded in reality. I think seventeen yeah. is is you know people people feel that seventeen is you're starting to you know you're not quite an adult you know like you are at eighteen, but you're starting to mature you know. You're, you're going into maybe your leaving search year and 
I think there's a consensus around that that may not be very um, explicit, but there's a kind of agreement in society that at 17, it's a little bit older than 16. Like you're maturing so fast throughout those years. I know. I, I, I've often talked about that to people. The, between the age of 15 and 17, there's a massive change, particularly, by the way, in young girls, more so because they mature faster than young boys. But there's a massive change in a human being in those two years. It's almost like they go from being a child to being an adult very quickly. You know, we, we see the changes throughout their life and the milestones of their life, but that age between 15 and 17, that age of maturity, there's an incredible change. And I know because I've got three children who are all over the age of 20 now. But Alicia, listen, it's been lovely having you on the show again. And by the way, well done once again on Saturday. I have to say for a lot of people there, and um, when they listen to you, they got a very good understanding of the implications of the hate speech laws, the way you describe it, um, you know, from a, a legal point of view. And I have to say it was very well explained. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Niall. It was lovely to meet you in real life as well. <laughs> lovely to meet you too. Uh, there you go, Alicia De Bruyne, uh, the CEO of the Countess. Now, uh, I've got to take a quick break. Uh, I'll be seven seconds. John, I'll be with you straight after this break. The Niall Boylan Podcast. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text Ireland on 085 100 2255. Did I say that too fast? Yes, slow it down. <laughs> That was me trying to do the effect. <laughs> 085 100 The Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to John because he's been waiting ages. I told you it was only going to be seven seconds. John, hi, how are you? Thank you very much. How are you? That's like I introduced you on stage. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're famous or something, John. Yeah, thank you very much. I know, yeah. So, John, uh, listen, uh, should we, we reduce this? Uh, no, definitely not. No, you could be, I suppose, accused today of having a very conservative contribution by most of the callers that have been on today have been probably conservative enough, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe in reducing it. I mean, I hope to move to Martha in the next couple of years. I'd be cast up for life. The whole 18 thing and everything, like it's similar. Yeah, their age of consent, they're, they're the real outlier. They're the only one in Europe with an age of consent of 18. Yeah, no, we, we were never living in a more sexualized society, you know. With the, the, the downloading of pornography, you know, by kids that shouldn't have a smart, smartphone in the first place, right? Um, you had Dr. Marie Cassidy there, one of the most um, high-profile uh, state pathologists we had, right? And she is now resigning. She could stay on for another couple of years, but the reason she's leaving because she was broken by the anacredia case. It broke the woman. Mm -hmm. By her own admission, now, this yep. is a woman. I know, I know, I know Marie Cassidy. I, I, used to yeah, live next, I used to live next door to her. Yeah, this woman yeah. has seen the worst of humanity in walking into touch human bodies, but that broke her. And we all know the background to that. Uh, they've downloaded pornography and wanted to take it out on a real life girl. This is what's out there. But, but, reg yeah, but reducing the age of consent to 16, and not that I'm in favour of it, I want to reiterate that again, but obviously I'm adjudicating the conversation today, is not going to change the fact that 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds, or in the Anna Kriegel case, boy, boy A and boy B, were watching pornography or looking at pornography and getting but ideas. The, the, so the, that's not going to change piece, that. The piece that you had up and on your page there about uh, the mother giving the 17-year-old son condoms to use with a 15-year-old girlfriend, right? Yeah. No. We'll say she's 16, we'll say, and her son is 17. If you reverse the roles, like, I mean, if there was a 17-year-old boyfriend come in to see her 15-year-old daughter, would she hand him condoms and say, here you are, here's condoms, and you have my full permission to have full sex, no, full-blown sex with my 16-year-old daughter? I don't think that would work out somehow. No, but I, I, I mean, look, what I'm saying is it's not a case of just because they're doing it, we should. 
But we're right beside the UK. We're surrounded by the UK. You can drive up the road to Northern Ireland and the law is different to the way it is here. So the majority of countries within the EU are 16 or less. We're one of only three in total who are over the age of 16. Malta, and I mentioned Ireland and Cyprus are 17 as well. We're 17 and so is Cyprus. So realistically... Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I, I'm sick and tired like, of every time some topic comes up of uh, we being compared to somebody else. We're a nation of our own. Well, yeah, I know. I know. No, I, I understand I what you're saying. No, no, I, under, I understand okay. what you're saying. But when you say yeah. we're compared to, we do look like other countries look at us sometimes. We look at other countries and I mean, we have to look at the world around us and watch how it changes and we adapt laws to suit how the world changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know but I mean? can't, it work, can't it work the other way as well? Can't they look oh, to yeah. us and say what a shiny example we are? Why do we have to look to them and change what we are? Why can't they change to us? Well, they do. I mean, I've seen countries adapt their laws because <laughs> laws that we brought in were pretty good. You know, well, just because, I mean, the, the, the Lord is a concept I don't care where you own the world, doesn't mean we have to jump into it. We, we can be a shiny example for a lot of stuff that we once were, but unfortunately, we're mm. not now. Yeah, no, well, I'm quite sad to see that happening too. You know, and I, so I, mean, I. Yeah. I look, don't get me wrong, I think we have to evolve as a society and we have, we have to progress to some degree. But, I, you know, you're right. I think we've done a little bit too much. I mean, Morris made a point earlier on there about that people are more educated. No, I would say no, like as he asked, they're more exposed to it. No, you've seen very young girls of 11 and 12 and the way they're dressed, you know, they're like mini hookers. But they think they have to dress like that. No, they're being bombarded with images on TikTok. So you think so parents are allowing their children to be sexualized too young? Completely, like, I mean, I mean, have they any idea, like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, what's out there, like, I mean, and the danger they're putting them in, like. We'll stay there for a second. I'm Maliki Stapy as well. I know you're back there because I want to go to Jessica as well. Jessica, hi. How are you? How are you? Uh, Jessica, should we reduce the age of consent to 16? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just of the, I'm of the idea that if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, for it sounds... Sorry? Oh, I've lost you there. Go, go ahead. Sorry, say it again, Jessica. On paper, it sounds grand, but in reality, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of people... Unless, no, like you said, they bring in that provision. And for me, I'd say bring it in where it can only be 16, 17. Anything after that, no, that's, that's a bit weird. You know that way? Yeah, but the, the argument is, is that most people lose their virginity at 16 anyway. I don't know. But that, that's a huge statement to make. I mean, most people now, you're not feeling this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jessica's line is a bit dodgy there. Go ahead, John. Sorry, yeah. I said, that, I mean, that that's a huge leap there to say most people, like, I mean, I mean, that gives the impression like that almost everybody. Well, it's not almost everybody, but it's the average age, John. Yeah, but like to say most people, like, I mean, that, that, that when you say most people do this and most people do but, that. No, but that you can only go with the average. The average age 20 years ago for losing your virginity in Ireland was 17. The average age now has come down a year in the last 20 years to 16. That's the average. It's just the average age. I, I don't make up the figures. Like, it's this impression, like, I mean, that they're all acid. Like, well, they're not all acid. Some kids don't. They have respect for themselves. They come a good background. But they also have a thing called self-respect. They respect themselves. So they're not all acid. No, no. And, and I would like to think they're not all acid. <laughs> but in saying that... They are a lot of them are at it between the age of fifteen and seventeen years of age because that's the age 
primarily when people lose their virginity. Malik, am I am I talking nonsense here? Well, I, I think you are, and you know. Um, <laughs> but is that, is that I on the statistics? That, well, you can. I'll come to that now in a sec. But I think that certainly people are more educated now. But I think that they're certainly less intelligent. And if you go into any boys' school and ask sixteen-year-olds in a sole male class to put up their hands, how many of them lost their virginity already? They'll all put up their hands. <clears throat> you go into a girls' school and ask the very same question, and none of them will put up their hands. So it's somewhere probably a couple of them have on each side. But what nobody is addressing here is that the pressure that this oh, somebody says that, that it's the pressure, the pressure that this will put on young girls particularly to have sex with, with, with boys who are a year or two older than them. And there's nobody taking account of that. And we don't need to put any more pressure. We, want to, we need to take pressure off our children. And we need to educate them about relationships. All of this talk about, you know, lowering the age of consent, none of it talks about people building relationships and having sex with somebody that you actually at least know their name and know who they are, rather than this just casualization of, of sex as just a commodity. But by, by the way, can I just mention, just interesting fact, in case you're curious, right? The oldest age, average age for losing your virginity is Malaysia at 23 years of age. The youngest is Iceland. That surprises me, by the way. Is Iceland at 15.6 years of age. Now, mind you, it doesn't include every single country. For example, it doesn't include countries in the African continent. Uh, I'm sure maybe some of those may be lower, depending on what part of the country I'm going to be talking about. But, uh, I mean, th th like that just goes to show you. The United States, surprisingly, is 18, which is bizarre. I never thought it would have been that high in the United States. But uh, Malaysia has the highest age or average age for losing your virginity. Malaysia. Well, the United States, Niall, also has the highest age at which people start drinking in general, as opposed to in, in, in various lower socioeconomic groups mm. where, where teenagers will drink earlier. And I, I think John mentioned, you know, countries should be looking at us and seeing what, you know, and that we should be a leader. We are a leader in all of the wrong things. We have the three idiots, the three stooges over in New York today. God knows what carbon footprint they're after wasting, considering that that's supposed to be the thing that you can't go to Spain for your holidays. Yep. But these three clowns and probably an entourage of 100 people. Oh, is Eamon gone? Is Eamon gone with them? Oh, the three of them are there. Yeah, the three stooges. Sure, he's only back from, where was he, Namibia, and then he was in Dubai the week before, and then he was in London last week. Jeez, the fella has, has done more travelling. <laughs> stay, well, stay there, let me go to Tony as well. Okay, Tony. The, the point, no, just to finish that yeah, point. Go on, go on, finish the point. O'Gorman sent a message, and this is how the message from this country goes out, you know. O'Gorman said, come to Ireland and you'll have a free gaff in three months. And now they're landing in, in Italy now to make their way here. You know, as if we don't have enough problems. Um, and, you know, we used to be able to send out a good message. We used to send out a, a, a message that our beef is the best in the world, our milk and our farming is the best, our best fisheries. We've destroyed the fisheries. We're on the verge of destroying the, the, the farming industry. And, you know, what's left? You well, know, the hospitality industry is snookered as well. Destroyed the tourist yeah. industry. Okay, we'll stay there. Sorry, Malik, you say we're going off on a tangent. Uh, Tony, hi. Hello, Noel. How are you? Good, Tony. Tony, should we reduce the age of consent? No, I don't think it would make any difference, to be honest. No. But, Noel, uh, I have to be honest, Like, what more concerns me is the people who are pushing the agenda for the sexualization of children. And it's the people that push them. 
So you think that people who push, uh, people who push this, or professors, or those are the people they're not they're not concerned about child protection? Definitely not, Noel. No, there's an agenda here, Noel, and it seems as though. Yeah, but just like the kids being protected is the very, very last thing. Because if you look at the, if you look at the demonstration on Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, but just like against the women's speak, like just have a look at them. Well, like, no, I, I seen them. I seen the motley crew. Yeah, I did see the motley crew. All yeah. right, like all right, like they asked about, and they're like, and they're just looking at them people. Like, how many of them people are parents? And people that's pushing this agenda. That's quite disturbing, actually. They're not parents, Donald. Well, some, parents. some of them might have been. There was a lot of blue-haired people and purple-haired yeah. people. Yeah, I know, but look, come here. You saw, you saw some them. of them look like rejects I from mean, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Misfits that's lonely and spend their time on the internet and then meet up with... I know, look, just in case people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Posey Parker, of course, went to Let Women Speak a protest on Saturday afternoon. Um, there was an opposing demonstration set up by a couple of the NGOs around the country. And to be honest with you, it was like a sideshow arriving from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was despicable. The very idea that women would want to speak and that a group of mainly men, by the way, wanted to stop them from speaking is, is incredible. They're not men. They're not men. And any man who wants to stop women speaking needs to really examine himself. But I don't exactly, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, what man in his right mind turns up to a demonstration to stop women speaking? Richard Boyd Barrett turned up, yeah. Mate. Yeah. Oh, look, just ask your mates. Like, just ask people. Look, just ask men in general, and they'll say no. Yeah, but just like walk onto a building site and say that. Yeah. There's no one going to say, oh yeah, I don't agree No, with the me. people in the other demonstration were all gobshites. That's just the end of it. There's no two ways about it. And they all look like, I mean, it was a strange bunch of people. I've never seen anything like it. To be honest, These people are never going to have children. The same as the leaders of this country are never going to have children. And they are destroying our country. Okay, so you think this is all part of this progressive agenda? Yep. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it makes no difference, Noel. If you're not going to have children and you're never going to have children, never going to have grandchildren, you're not going to leave any legacy behind. They are going to destroy this country. And there's no one stopping it. And there's only people speaking out. Like you have your likes yourself, myself, and there's Malik Saints, and there's other people that speaking out against this. There's a horrible, horrible, bloody narrative in this country now. And it's infected by the mainstream media, it's infected by the politicians. Because them politicians are going to die. And there's nothing left behind them except destruction. All right, okay, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Sarah as well. Sarah, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Sarah, do you think we should change the age of consent to 16? No, I think we should put it off a bit. Put it up? It might be a step yeah, backwards, wouldn't it? I think no. What's the point? What's the point? Well, it used to be 18, 20 years ago. What's the point going a few steps backwards if it's going to benefit in the long run? Well, but will it, no, if you change it to 18 tomorrow, it's not going to benefit anybody. No, I'm not talking about that, right? Listen, right, you'll have a girl and a boy. Like, times have changed now. It's not like years ago. Yeah. Like, children are more advanced. They're more stupid. They don't be thinking with their heads. As Maliki said, they're not educated about relationships. Some of them sleep with each other, they don't even know their names. Yeah. And they're talking about pregnancy, it's so easy now that they're able to just go out and have an abortion. Um, parents, I don't think parents really intervene. 
they try their best to protect their children. They might educate them in regards to contraception. But when it's come to have relationships and having sex, they're two different things. And then you have yeah. the dirty old men out there that be going around parading these places. Like you see nowadays, girls going to the school discos and they barely have any clothes on them going. You John, John, mentioned, John mentioned that, yeah. No, but see, yeah, I know. And then, like, you haven't these discos. Hang on, well, hang on, with the greatest respect, we, well, hang on, Sarah, we have very short memories when you say you wouldn't have seen that in the 80s. Sure, mini skirts were a no, thing in the have, 80s. Yeah, but now we weren't dressed like, well, you wouldn't get out the door in a mini skirt, put it that way. We'd well, have to have a mini skirt shoved down our trousers or something. That's what I'm saying. People, Girls would have went out yeah, with a mini skirt never, in the bag. Yeah, but we never acted out. We never had that, like... No, I, what I'm going to say to you is, I don't right... Say the way, yeah, don't say By the way, I'm a conservative. Everybody knows that. But let's not look at the world 30 years ago with rose-tinted glasses. Because most of us who are but parents... No, listen, no, listen. no, hang on. Most of us are parents now wouldn't want our children doing what we were doing. Yeah, listen, Niall, with great respect to you on your show, what I'm going to say is, years ago, people, like... We got great education for, for elderly people today. Like, I've talked, like, the jobs that I'm in, I've talked to people, right, in their 80s and 90s, and they met their wives when they were 16 and 17, and they're still married, and they've a beautiful family, and that's fine and well. But today, you're having 16-year-olds sleeping around, getting pregnant, and sleeping with someone else another day, and... You're having girls having babies for different fellas. And before you know a life, they're having seven children even before they've lived their life. That's Sarah, That's not really the case anymore. The uh, big families, firstly, the idea of having seven children is probably not happening really anymore. Also, we have seen statistically over the last 20 years, we have less and less 17 and 18-year-old pregnancies. That doesn't really happen well, much anymore. Is that because the government are going around like because they don't want to throw the money into educating? They're giving out free contracts. Well, yeah, that, well, no, that, well, that, well, the, the availability. I mean, it's only been free for the last year. The availability of contraception has made it a big difference. And all these people, no, it would not make sense of educating the children, sending somebody into school, teaching these children not to have relationships. Yeah. I don't mean to stop them from having sex, to educate them about their body, about their feelings, the consequences, mm-hmm. and as well about, like, older... Yeah, well, well, hang on, before I finish that off, and Maliki, just before you go, well, Maliki, would you agree with Sarah, do we need more sex education in schools? Well, well you see, the problem is that they're bringing in the sex education, but it's all this um, new Odd ideology, stuff. yeah, yeah, and it's not you That's know, it's, it's weird stuff, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah but that, it's the whole thing. I, mean, I don't you know, know, I don't want somebody coming in and educating your child and telling them they can become a radiator tomorrow if they want to be. That's you know, that's not what we want, yeah. They're giving you sex education based on um, sex, just not agenda. on relationships. We need to have relationship mm. counseling or, or teaching, and that it's not acceptable, you see. I think, well, okay. I think sex, Maliki, I think sex education is important in schools over the age, certainly after junior cert cycle. Absolutely, it is very important. Or even in and around well, that age. Yeah, like no, that. absolutely, yes, yeah, sir. You're right, sorry. You see, people talk about the old days and say, oh, there was no sex education. There were sex education in school, as far as you remember. Yeah. Well, I was going to say page 39 of the biology book the male and female reproductive systems and we all broke our shite laughing every time we were told to go to the page 
But did it do us any harm? Did we need to know any more? Um, you know, well, you know I'm not going to say it did. It, I, I'm not going to say it is a huge amount of harm. But maybe it would have been better if we knew a bit more about it. Yeah, I mean, rather than learning off Mick out in the schoolyard, maybe it would have been better if we hadn't learned it from a science teacher or from a biology teacher. Do you know what I mean? Well, you see, isn't that a bit like learning how to swim now? You can read about it in a book, and it sounds very simple and very easy. But then when you go and do the real thing, it, it's slightly different. Yeah. It doesn't quite work that way. You know, shouldn't, these, shouldn't this be our life experience and how you, you mature at different... Different people mature at different ages. And... Mm-hmm. You know, one size doesn't fit all. I had a 13-year-old grandchild, which is only two years below or three years below what what this new consent age is supposed to be. I would, that child would be a very young 13-year-old and she would be petrified at any kind of talk like yes. this. And, you know, we're not allowing children to be children anymore. We want, as the Green Party think, that a 12-year-old, for instance, is a mini-adult. And uh, should be open to all of this. You know, I, I, I did, I did have a go with him for saying that, by the way. And I think, I think he probably secretly regrets saying that because he was torn apart. He regrets saying it publicly, and that there's yeah. something fundamentally wrong with the political class in this country when we have so many people, particularly in the Greens, who have this mindset. And you know, just to go back to the Posey Parker um, rally the other day, all of those in opposition to that who bang on about being feminists and women and they don't even know what a woman is. Um, we have the Mary Keaton Foundation, for instance, telling us that... Oh, women women can have prostates now, I believe, yeah. 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 You know, and Hazel Chu comes out in support of them today. I, I have to say, for all charities, that less, they, if you go to the Mary Keating Foundation uh, Twitter account and have a look at the responses and all the quote tweets and the abuse that they're getting at the moment... You will. It, it, maybe it's a good indication if you run a charity. If you go woke, you go broke. Sadly, this because because it's not a, a good idea to go all woke and and start virtue signaling. And for but people who haven't seen that, um, you know, it's look the Mary Cast or Mary Casting, Mary Keating Foundation is a great great foundation. It was set up, of course, by Ronan Keating after his mum died of cancer, and they're wonderful and they do wonderful work. But whoever is in their marketing or whoever decided it was a good idea to say that women have prostates or can have prostates because of the transgender issue um, obviously needs to reanalyze the way they market because that wasn't a good thing to do. Not a good thing. The the problem with with all of these charities and NGOs is that they've all got sucked into this woke liberal agenda and it's all follow the money, Niall. Follow the money. And all of these, all of those groups who were there protesting last Saturday are all, and look at the list of them, Look at the LaCayla website where there's a list of every group and are funded by the state, almost 100%. That is something that is fundamentally wrong in this country. So it's in their interest to arrive at these protests. I get it. 33,000 33, NGOs and quangos in this country Bizarre. funded to the tune of over 6.5 billion of your money. That's something, there's something wrong in this country. Maliki, that's a conversation for another day. We'll talk about it. It's an interesting one. 33,000 NGOs, 6.4 billion, Maliki said, spent of your taxpayers' money on NGOs in this country because the government couldn't be bothered looking after themselves. Um, somebody else says, no, I did see that tweet by the Mary um, Keating Foundation. It's odd, to be honest with you, to, to do it. Uh, maybe their intention was good, but they certainly got a huge backlash to it. All negative, all negative. And that's not transphobic, by the way. It was just stick to the point. Men have prostates. 
And, and by the way, it is a good, it's a good message to send out, get your prostate checked, particularly if you're over the age of 45. And by the way, you don't have to go for the finger up the bum thing anymore that, to get your prostate checked. You can get it by a blood test now. But check your prostate. It's a good idea. It's a very common cancer in men, sadly, uh, but it's very curable and um, it's, they can address it very easily. But what I'm saying to people, as long as don't leave it too late, of course, but put up an advertisement to say that women can have prostates too, you know, because of the trans community. Women don't have prostates. Men have prostates. Women have a vagina. Let's remember that. It's very clear that we remember. Just like men don't get cervical cancer. I was going to say breast cancer, but sadly, actually, some men do get breast cancer because men do have very small breasts. Um, but it is rare, quite unusual. Women don't get testicular cancer. These are statements of fact, by the way. You wouldn't put up, some women can get testicular cancer. No, they can't. Because if they get testicular cancer, they're a man because they obviously have a penis. Do you know what I mean? It, it, let's not go against biology and put stupid things up online just to be part of the cool gang. You know what I mean? That's that's not going to get you marks or brownie points. It just gets you slagged on the internet and people just turn against you. It's not a good idea. It's not a good look. Because contrary to popular belief by all of these companies that are out there, the world is not on your side with this virtue signaling. The majority of the people are sensible in the world. The majority of people in the world know that a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. The majority of people in the world, the vast majority will laugh at you if you say that a woman has a prostate. Because they don't. Because it's just not a factual statement. All right? Maybe there's a bloke who identifies as a woman has a prostate. That doesn't make him a woman, by the way. That means he just identifies as a woman. That's, that's nonsensical stuff. You know, you don't get involved in that. So don't be advertising. It just looks silly. It's a bad look. Anyway, thank you to everybody who got involved. And again, by the way, can I point out that the, I know the Mary Keating Foundation, they do some wonderful work. It's a wonderful organization, a wonderful charity. I'm, I, I'm sorry that, that they got involved in that kind of stuff. I'm surprised that they got, I'm surprised that any organization are getting involved in that kind of talk and that kind of language that would turn people against them in any shape or form. Um, I don't know why they do it. Anyway, if you want to text us anything you want us to raise on the show, you can 85 085-100-2255. Uh, you can also email us and it's Nile at nileboylan.com. Don't forget to support the show, by the way. It's really important that you continue to allow us to give you this platform. This platform is yours. Today on the air, you heard about 20 callers. They are 20 people with an opinion. Yes, a lot of them agreed with each other, and that's fine too. They can come on the air and disagree. We're giving you the opportunity. I'm just the ref. Every now and again, I'll throw my opinion in just for good measure. But I'm just the ref. It's your show. It's your chance and your opportunity. We're giving you a platform uncensored. No guidelines by the Broadcasting Authority. None of that kind of stuff. It's not radio. It's a podcast. We do it daily. We put a lot of work into it. There's three of us involved in this. People who call you. There's people who put stuff on the screen. When I say people, person. Who put stuff up on the screen. So, See? He just did that there now. And, and he's actually quite efficient. If I click my fingers, watch. Yeah, see, he's just doing that now to piss me off. Anyway, so. <laughs> you're a bit late. <laughs> anyway, 
please support us and help us to continue to grow. We are overwhelmed by the support that we've already have in relation to our downloads. So much so that we've had to shift and move our host for our downloads because the original host we are using didn't have the, set, the, the right capacity for us. So that's how popular it's become. And I'm really delighted by that. But we would like you to support us because we offer it for free every day. We, as you see, we stream it every day for free. We don't charge you for watching it right now. There's no, we're not asking you to put your hand in your pocket right now. And that's important because we want you to interact with the show. But if you want to download and watch the show later on, you go have to go to our website and register. All right. And you can register quite simply if you want to at www.nileboylan.com. That's www.nileboylan.com. Please do it to register on the website to watch the videos or any of the previous shows will cost you the price of a pint once a month. It's only a fiver thereabouts. You can do it also yearly, which is a little bit cheaper. So do it now and support us and helps to support us to continue to provide this service. Remember, we will never charge you for watching or listening to the show live every day. You can also download it later on and listen to it and stream it on Spotify or the website free of charge. There's no charge for that whatsoever. The only thing we ask of you is that you go to the website and if you want to watch the shows and you want to look back at the, the previous ones, all you got to do is support us. Please do it because it helps us to support you. So we're asking you, a fiver a month, the price of a pint. You wouldn't deny me the price of a pint of beer, would you? Anyway, the number, as I said, is 08... 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. And uh, thank you very much to everybody. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, we'll be back again with you tomorrow at the same time. Now, i got to go to this, haven't I? The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 